0: The world, yeah. I want the world, yeah. I want it all. Said, I want the world, yeah. I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard, don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all because I want the world, yeah. I want the world, yeah. I want the world. It's the best in the game, best in the beat. Big- that time and you know what it is Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth Never gonna lie, never gonna lose Always on top, keeping it steady He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready He got the suplex, breaking your back Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz
1: Alright, here we go Welcome <clears throat> Welcome to the Taz Show, I'm he, Taz uh, Yes, and uh, Thank you for downloading this episode On radio.com, either the app or the website You did that, or maybe Apple Podcasts Or Stitcher Google whatever the fucking Google gimmick is on that Maybe you did it there, maybe it's on Spotify There's a plethora of spots to pull me into your world And as you know, I appreciate that Like all these other hosts say You have a ton of podcasts you can download But you spent time with me, yes, you did And I really appreciate that Uh, Speaking of podcasts, I'm gonna go straight-forge into this fucking thing here Because we have a guy who's a guru in this space uh And he's also been a little bit of a, a kind of a. It was a bit shocking. People that this man is on um my platform on the Taz Show. Without any further ado, uh, Conrad Thompson, welcome to the Taz Show.
0: Is this a rib? Am I really? This,
1: this is not a rib. It's weird. It is. I
0: mean, are you like trying to set me up? Or are you in my backyard right now? What's going to happen here? I'm not sure what to expect,
1: brother. I wish I was in your backyard. <laughs> so, but I'm a little further up north. So, it's <laughs> um, yeah,
0: probably a little warmer down here, but, uh, there's probably going to be some heat on this podcast because this is something people thought would never happen. Like even on my shows, I don't even think I'm technically allowed to say your name. So what should I, I mean, can I say your name here or is that allowed on this show or what? How does that work?
1: Well Lord knows you've been saying my name a lot in regards to promotion as of recent. So you know how to say my name. And the gimmick with the name, I'm glad you said that, Conrad, because see that's what's weird. So, you know, we, we you know, whatever. We work a thing out, boom, I'm gonna have this we'll get into Starcast in a little while in Las Vegas, pa ba-pa. And next thing I know, I'm so excited about this, and then I go on social media, and it's blowing up, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, holy shit, fuck! Oh my god, Conrad, you're gonna get choked out, you're gonna get suplexed! Holy shit, are you allowed to say his name? You and I'm like, what does this say his name thing? Are you allowed to say his name? And I'm confused, and then, and then I had this thing go off in my head, where I was like, ah. I remember Conrad and I had a offline, which means private, conversation, and I said, in a nice way, maybe please refrain from spitting my name out of your mouth on your podcast. That's kind of what happened, right?
0: Yes, exactly what happened. So you became like uh, those we do not speak of, like an M. Night Shyamalan movie.
1: (laughs) That's funny. Okay, so uh, listen, what, like, I did not, no disrespect, but I did not hear, when this was all going on, okay, did you basically just come out and say, I'm not allowed to say Taz's name, Taz is mad at me, Taz is acting like a baby, like just give me, without raising my blood pressure, maybe tell me how that happened, or maybe my audience, because a lot of them might not not know, we might have a different audience, you and I.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we do. Uh, but I mean, there's probably a little bit of crossover, but the reality is, you know, I did... Um you know we watched a a watch along of an old ecw episode where you know you had the towel in your face and the tight shot and you know i'm gonna bust you up so bad and all that and so one of the things we do whenever we do one of those watch alongs with tony is one of us sort of takes turns freestyling what we think they said and it's never what they actually said we're just way over the top silly goofy with it so i said dave silva i'm gonna bust you up so bad and that type of stuff well of course a bunch of your listeners who remember dave being on your show way back in the day uh, started to i guess tag you and you didn't think that was funny or get the joke or appreciate it and asked if we not say your name on the show so whenever your name came up again i just laid out and uh t- tony described what it was and enough people picked up on it you mm. know that, that it became a thing and so now I don't know how to uh, spell the word, but I guess I'm getting the Kazahajime or whatever it is. No,
1: no, 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 no. no. Be a wise guy. You know how to spell it. Okay. You know exactly how to spell it. Okay. We'll get into the Kata Hajime in a second, Um, but uh, let's back up a a tad here. So basically this thing with my name and you not saying my name on your platform and you with the great Tony Schiavone, who I actually like, I actually like him. So at least Yeah so him I actually like I actually met Tony one time and that was at WWF New York back in the day Michael Cole and I were doing Sunday Night Heat When it was live if you remember that and I think Tony had something going on with his daughter In Manhattan and he swung by to say hello At the at, when we were recording out of uh, We were doing it live out of WWF New York and he was backstage in the green room Area and hung out for a few minutes That's probably the only time I ever met Tony And he seemed like a nice guy
0: You and I I don't think I ever met right uh, no, not, you know, man, we met once at an ECW show way back in the day, but not since I've been podcasting or anything like that.
1: Right, well, I'm really looking forward to physically meeting you between May 23rd and May 26th in Las Vegas at StarCast 2. Okay, that I will tell you. Um, and when you met me in ECW, I'm actually a lot nicer now, believe it or not. <laughs> so so you know how to spell kata hajime and i'll get to that i said in a second but here's the thing so the name gimmick so you know what you did there you did it by design by you not selling or saying my name it became you, a Whoa, well, hello uh, absolutely uh we we know this yes that's what happens and <laughs> see that's called that's called being a weisenheimer that's called being a wise ass and that's hand that's how like okay i get it you know you're one conrad He's one of the cool kids, him and all the guys he podcasts with. Oh, Conrad's cool. I got it. He's a great player. I know. I understand it. And now I'm in the Conrad world now, I guess. Right? Am I in the Conrad world now officially?
0: I mean, I think so.
1: Yeah, I think I am. It's kind of weird.
0: It is. How, does this happen? You know, it, it's happened to good people. You know, it's just, it's an accident. You don't see it coming. It slips up on you. And, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm like Moss. I grow on you. <laughs>
1: You are slippy, slippery, I should say. Um, yes, no, there's no doubt. Um, listen, uh, now let's talk about the Katahdin. Okay, so, so here's the thing. As you know, there was a poll that went up. Now, I'm not saying I was the one who put it up, but maybe one of my producers. I have a plethora put up on on my Twitter account. You know, at Starcast, some feel I might be angry at Conrad, and you were tagged. Um, hey, hey, it's Conrad. That's your gimmick for him talking smack about me on one of his three hundred and forty plus podcasts he's involved with. <laughs> I'm sure that popped you when you saw that. Sure. So <laughs> uh what should he get in Vegas? And I of course we made sure we tagged Starcast which were smart. The options were Kata Hajime, which is the Taz mission, T Bone Tazplex, uh Mafia Kick, uh just clip the knee. So this got uh very close to 3,000 votes which is a good amount of votes for a little shits and giggles Ha-ha gimmick Katahajime, the Tas Mission won um, And it's spelled K-A-T-A-H-A-J-I-M-E Okay, for those counting Now, I've had many people that you know Text me and say Just this simple text, Conrad Clip the knee <laughs> A few people you know Just sent me texts like that That just said, clip the knee but that didn't win. The chokeout won. So, uh, you know, I, I obviously can't physically, unless you sign a release, I can't do nothing to you in Las Vegas. Unless you're willing to sign a release, then that's a different story.
0: Well, I mean, two, I mean, I'd have to be seated for you to choke me out, right? No, no, no. My
1: height's not an issue, my friend. There have been, and I again never met you. So, and that, that wasn't even funny,
0: but I know. <laughs>
1: it really was that's why i just seamlessly blew right through it but what are you like six three six two what are you
0: yeah yeah i'm I'm six three or so i was fucking with you and you know sold it (laughs) by the way have i told you that i have stolen your entire vocabulary around my house and like my kids don't even know that i'm doing it get out of here tell me more i want to hear this so I i didn't even realize that i was doing it but uh you know so i've got you know i've got a 14 year old megan's got a 14 year old and uh you know they get along great blah 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 well megan's daughter is a lot taller than my daughter and i've, I've sort of advised her that, hey you could dunk on her you know morgan you could dunk on kansas anytime you want i mean you're like duncan jones and so <laughs> still my gimmick I did. and so then she says well what jones am i and i was like well i mean kansas i guess and so everybody has a jones now and i was like Holy right. shit i'm stealing taz's gimmick and i didn't even know
1: well it won't be the first gimmick you stole of mine because on your podcast and stuff you guys steal a lot of my shit let's be honest including a lot of the mocks that were part of my show okay, <laughs> okay so so mark yes mark. a lot of those mocks you are a Mark, a lot of them so yes they they were stolen and that's fine you can keep all of them that's okay i no problem i'm doing fine yeah the jones gimmick is an over gimmick bro and it's it's very cool i, I now truth be told I didn't invent the Jones thing I, And I said this on one of my podcasts in the past, dude I actually stole that um, from Mike Tanay My good friend Mike Tanay So Mike, when we were working together on TNA For all that time, you know We'd be show prepping in a trailer in Orlando And um, and he, he would do the Jones thing a little bit here and there And it just caught my ear You know, I'm like, oh, this is a good gimmick And then the next thing I know, I started doing it and then once I started getting popular with it with the podcasting, I text Mike. I go, bro, I kind of stole your Jones gimmick. He goes, I don't give a fuck. Take it. Eh, thanks, Mike. <laughs> nice talking to you. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's a true story. So so uh, anyway, but uh, uh, the Jones gimmick, you got to make sure, Conrad, you use it the right way, though. You know, so and it's different when you can't just tag it like, you, you, you know. Obviously, you listen to my content nonstop, sure. so you probably have a, a pretty good way to do this—the Jones gimmick. Um, sometimes I do it more than I should, but no one ever complains. You know, you know what you guys should do on one of your podcasts—a water break. Do you ever do this?
0: No, I've never done a water break. You, you
1: smartened up to the water break gimmick or no?
0: No, I'm out of the loop on that. Okay, well you'll, you'll
1: hear about it in a little while here because we'll, we'll do one together. You know, do you have water nearby? We don't need it right now. If you have a bottle of water or a glass of water, I'm ready. Uh, no, well, in a little while, just be keep that thing ready. Don't drink it all yet, <laughs> and we'll get af- we'll get after it. Now, listen. Uh, all kin aside, I'm not. Look, I'm not looking to. I'm getting getting too old. I can't have a fist fight with anyone. I can, and as far as your height, it's not a problem. Okay, because I'd fucking take my foot and drive it into your knee, and then you'd be my height, and then we'd fight. That's how that would work. Okay, so, uh, comrade, I do get angry at times. I do and I know I could come off like Like serious At times and I'm really joking But I said to Jeff Jones Our mutual friend that Maybe if let's say I was doing something Without saying too much right now at Starcast on a stage Right and maybe Conrad was on The stage with me and we both had microphones Now I got a bad knee from all the years Bumping and working out and stuff What if my knee gave out and I happened to Slip and fall and drive my shoulder Into the back of your knee
0: That'd be a problem. Yep. That would not be fun. I would not enjoy that. That's fair. (laughs) Get my (laughs) own fucking event. This is what I'm signing up for. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) clipping the the guy's knees. They said, this will be fun. They said. Nope. (laughs)
1: Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Look, listen, we work things out. I said this. I, I recorded a show on Monday, and I came out, and I said, look, sometimes... I can be a little uh hypersensitive, I can get defensive. I'm far from a perfect guy. Um and a lot of times I got, you know, I walk around life with a chip on my shoulder and it's not good and as I get older, it's not getting better. So that whole thing that happened when I was direct messaging you and I was angry, I probably took things a little too serious. So I officially on the air say to you, I apologize for that.
0: Oh, dude, unnecessary. Water under the bridge grew up a huge taz fan it was a great honor to have taz get hot at me it's like the first time Flair cut a, an old school 86 promo on me like you can't be mad you're just glad it happened
1: right but don't you owe me an apology No, you like you didn't say sorry to me
0: oh what am i oh sorry that i took dave silva from you no Dude, I don't even know who the fuck that is. That's
1: number one. Number two, I don't give a fuck about that. Number three, no, the whole keep your
0: name out of my mouth gimmick. That, you're making a big thing out of that. I was doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. I mean, if this means you got to choke me out, I understand. But I was trying to comply. I guess I'm not very good at that. But no, dude, you're one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Like, I don't know who was more excited about that video. That, By the way, you have the best video editor in the world because – that video is way better than almost any video we've ever put out for StarCast, and it blew up this week, and it went super viral. And, uh, hey, here's a little... Can I give everybody a peek behind the curtain right now? Yes, sir. Please do. We uh, we do a pre-sale for people who have bracelets. So you can come to StarCast with just a weekend pass and meet all the your favorite wrestlers and you know buy some merchandise and things like that. Uh, but if you want to go to the stage shows, you need a bracelet. And so we have a platinum and a gold bracelet. And so this week, I put... A bunch of folks on sale for the very first time and the number one seller was tap ah mm. uh,
1: that's nice to hear that's some pretty good competition i'm sure i mean you had you announced a lot of great talent this week every week you do it's been amazing so uh that's nice to hear bro really thank you you know i've tried to not i just i don't do a lot of this stuff as you know you know what i mean sure. and but I figured, and that's what I said on the podcast uh, uh, this past week I said, look, if, if I'm going to do something, I might as well go fucking big Let's go to biggest, and that's what StarCast is, dude, it is What you've built this thing, it's only the second one It's already, for wrestling fans, it's, you got to get to the fucking event No matter what city or state it's in, you got to get there And I got a feeling these are going to be going on for a long time as years evolve here, and you're, you're getting you right away out of the box, you're drawing the top talent, which is a huge, huge thing. So, um, you know, and that's a testament to to what you're doing. Um, this is what we're gonna do. If you could, we're gonna go to a break, bro. If you could stick around, actually, before we go to break, Conrad, maybe you and I should take a sip of water. Now, listen mm-hmm. to me carefully. I've never done this with anybody else on a podcast. Where we have a thing called H two O Jones, okay. okay. Sometimes yeah. it's called Water Break City, okay. And it's very simple, okay. So pay attention. So what happens is you hear a sound. It's kind of like a song, okay. And then what happens is because sometimes I, you know, because I speak three hours a day on CBS Sports Radio, and then I'm doing podcasts a couple times a week. Then you might hear some water. Because, you know, you get parched, Conrad. Sure. And now we drink water together. One, two, three, go. Here we go. Oh man, that was good. Another one. Oh, jeez. Mizu Jones. You know what Mizu is?
0: H2O Jones, I this is my first H2O Jones. Ah. Ah, ah.
1: Oh, bro. All right, we're going to go to break. I got Conrad Thompson there. We'll be right back. <laughs> Sit tight. I <laughs> right, we're back here on the Taz Show. Special guest is Conrad Thompson. Uh, brother, how cool before we went to break was the, was the water break?
0: Dude. Uh, I, I might steal that. You're going to hear that on all my podcasts very soon. But we'll call it Waddle Show. so I can claim it as my own.
1: <laughs> By the way, you know what song this is? Uh,
0: it's one of the old uh, uh, WCW. What is this, Main Event? Is
1: I think it's n- it's one of the end. I thought it was NWA. Maybe it's the yep. Same shit. I think it is like Main Event. one. Shivani would know. He's heard it a billion times in his headset. Um yeah, we put that in there because you're on here and you're from the south and shit like that. Um and you don't <laughs>
0: you
1: gotta love it, right?
0: I'm just glad Dude, no the fucking wh- banjos, right? Oh, I need nah. to that I think you and I might actually be from the same area. I don't know that we've talked about this, but I just did like the ancestry DNA thing recently and it turns out I'm from the Red Hook section of Alabama
1: oh no shit really brother
0: That's... yeah a <laughs> lot people have been mispronouncing it for years it's the redneck section but red hook <laughs> redneck same shit right
1: it is the same shit in the redneck section of alabama are you from alabama where 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 were you like raised alabama or where yeah, are you from
0: alabama uh, a little awesome town alabama. called prattville right outside of montgomery and then i graduated in guntersville which is an even smaller city and now i'm in huntsville which i guess is the second city behind birmingham as far as population.
1: Oh shit, I've been to Huntsville. I worked there, God dog, for man, where was it ECW? We used to do shows there, right? In Huntsville?
0: No, you did a bunch of WWE house shows here. Ah and, and maybe a right. raw once or twice. But you guys ran Birmingham a lot. You had some really, really great shows at the Batwell Auditorium in Birmingham. Batwell.
1: That's an old classic building, Batwell, right?
0: It is. It is.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, dude, uh, real quick before we talk about your history and stuff like that and being a uh, you know a diehard for the business and all that, so wait a minute. I heard you over the music. You're going to steal the H2O Jones. I might borrow it. <sighs> as long as you got you know, as long as you give me a, a shout out, that's fine. But you, you see, the thing is, the problem is. Like, we got a line of merch coming out, because people love this gimmick, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you got to be careful, because then you can get a letter, you know, from my people.
0: Oh, listen, dude, I've got, like, a stack of cease and desist from WWE. They make the best paperweights. (laughs) They do. (laughs) So you you get a C and d for me. That's great. (laughs) People get excited when they get their first one, and they, they, like, frame it. And I'm like, shit, dude, it's like holding up wobbly furniture in my house now. I've got so many of them.
1: No, brother, I I respect that, and I do. It was funny. I popped, but my C and is a little different. One of my old homeboys, Joey Numbers, he comes, and knocks <laughs> at your door. That's what happens. You know what I mean? And you guys have a conversation,
0: and then that's it. You know what I mean? That's that's a little different than the uh, the email with the red receipt from Stanford. Oh yeah, that's stiff.
1: Now you can do the water break, Jones. Yeah, but it, it's a, a good, it's a good gimmick. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I, I, dude, that was a joke. I did it on the air once. Like I was thirsty and I drank water and I said whatever. H two O Jones. Next time I get tweets like crazy, and that's the beauty of podcasts. You know, people. It's very intimate, right? It's different than doing terrestrial radio. You know, over the air radio. It's different than doing TV. Podcasting, as you know, Conrad is. It's an intimate thing. You're dealing. You know, you you when you're when you're recording, like you and I right now, we don't know how many people are downloading this. We don't. We have no idea. It could be ten people. It could be ten thousand people. It could be a hundred thousand people, but yet it's that one guy or girl listening with he or her earbuds in, or in their car, or whatever, and it's more intimate. You know, because you don't know who else is listening to that podcast, and so that's the cool part. But you've mastered that that podcast. and that's what I wanted to get from you because you've, you know. As you know, back in the day, okay, when the tags well, when I started doing Human Podcast Machine for Play It, Play.It, yourself and Rick, right, you guys were with CBS also, right?
0: That's right, yeah. And that was uh, really how I got into this. It was all a happy accident. I never had any aspirations to be a podcaster, but I had befriended Rick and he was, you know, in a challenging time in his life. He had just lost his son and he was probably drinking too much and uh, just not... You know, uh in, in the wrong yeah. head space. So he would call and say, Hey, man, want to hang out? And I knew what that meant. You want to go, you know, drink eight or 42 beers? And the answer was always yes. And so one of these days we were hanging <laughs> out, I think we may have even been watching the draft. He got a text saying that CBS had submitted a real offer for him to do a podcast. And he looked at me and says, What is a podcast? So we talked through the whole thing. And then he eventually signed the deal. And then one day he said, Hey, would you come in? and be you know my first guest and just sort of ask me fan questions just so i can get my feet wet and i said well, i can but i mean you've got a rolodex like nobody else why wouldn't you get like a real guest and he said i don't know it seems weird i don't have anybody to talk to just me talking to the microphone and i'm like dude you're rick flair just you know freestyle you'll be right and he said no just come in and just ask fan questions and you know, we'll have some fun. So I did. And I think Seth and everybody at CBS was a little leery. Like, I don't know. We we just wanted the Ric Flair show just with Rick. But at the end of the episode, they were like, okay, that was actually pretty good. Can you come back next week? So I became an accidental podcaster. They just kept asking me to come back. I kept doing it. And then eventually we did our own thing independently. And through that process of interviewing all these different names, I made a lot of newfound acquaintances in bruce pritchard and tony Schiavone and eric bischoff and now i have podcasts with all three
1: it's <laughs> amazing and you fucking <laughs> aggravate me <laughs>
0: uh, so me and you've never talked about this but can i tell you something i have that i think you would be intrigued by what i have both of the ecw arena signs um that's kind of cool isn't it
1: yeah i mean here's the thing with me it is cool and i'm a very proud ecw alum and pioneer guy and one of the one of the pioneer one of the early guys i'm proud of that i'm very proud of that you know extremely it was greatest time for me as a in-ring pro wrestler was being an ecw you know wrestler but i'm like you know i'm weird with that stuff like it's really strange like i that kind of memorabilia i think it's awesome but like you know i gave you a real organic reaction i'm sorry it would kind of sucked but like i just I, i'm real you know and other ex ecw guys might be like oh my god do you really oh my god they'll fucking go crazy i, I i'm a little different because i wish it was still around you know what I, mean? oh, I i wish and
0: I'm just saying I didn't want when they refurbished the building or whatever for it to just wind up in a fucking dumpster somewhere. I think it needed to be, you know, appreciated and celebrated. And, you know, like, no, nobody really saved a lot of the cool stuff from the sportatorium. And so when they tore that down a few years ago, you know, had I been, I don't know, uh, plugged in a little more or paying a little more attention or whatever, I would have wanted something from that too. You know, it's just... I think it's uh, it's a shame that so much of the old wrestling history isn't really celebrated. So I like I like to hunt down old rare stuff. Like I just I just found um Dusty Rhodes robe he wore when he beat Harley Race for the first uh time for the world title in 79.
1: Well, see now that that's awesome. Like like guys people's ring gear or something like that a robe that that's not that the DCW sign's not but let's back up. What which I'm trying to think, which signs you have? Like, what they oh, banners, or was that you're talking about a banner?
0: No, no, the actual sign on the building. You know, the building was, of course, at the corner of Swanson and rittner and there was right. I heard, and I not heard about it. So those are the two bingo signs that said bingo on it, and so it said you know, Viking Hall, ACW Arena, Bingo, whatever. Well, there was a sign on either corner, and I managed to secure one, and that's really all I ever needed. But then when I found out where the second one was, I thought, well, if I go ahead and grab that i can maybe use that as trade bait to the wwe one day because they're gonna want it and they'll have something else cool up there that they've got duplicates of that maybe i could trade for so yeah in my little garage warehouse area i've got both of the ecw renaissance which i think's pretty cool are are,
1: are you it's very cool conrad are you looking to sell this to me and make a fucking vig on it like what are you looking to do here bro?
0: i was just you know trying to celebrate your ecw history my apologies I do. I, I, the reword innuendo is that you still have the FTW belt, and I'm going to try to sweet talk you into bringing that to Vegas because I'd love to see it because I have the last ECW world title, <sighs> but I don't have an FTW belt, and I've never seen the FTW belt, and it would be cool just to see it.
1: You, wait, hold on. Now, that's, see, that's all. Now, you're getting into, like, uncharted waters here. When you start going, well, hold on a second, champ. You actually, on my show, for public consumption, you are asking me to bring the original FTW championship to Las Vegas? Well, I mean, I think it would be cool. Wait, do you think I'm just going to do that for free? <laughs> okay,
0: we can negotiate. What the
1: no, no, no. Well, yeah, I would need a lot of money just to bring it. No, no, I'm joking. I, I It's not about money. I'm teasing about the money. No, I, uh, bro, I'd love for you to see the belt. I'd love to do that. I don't know. I have to think about that. You know why? Because it's a pain in the ass to travel Yes. It is. Now I gotta go through the gimmick and I got the security line. I got the metal. Oh my god. Oh, I remember you. Oh yeah, your fucking tags. okay like, oh, jeez. Then I gotta deal with that.
0: You know what I mean? No, that sucks. I get that.
1: But I'm sure we'll see each other another time besides yeah. Las Vegas.
0: Uh, absolutely. Just one day, I'd like to see it. I'm still running down. Like, I found one of the old ECW tags. It's cool to like, see where all this stuff wound up, but uh, you know, a little birdie told me that maybe you still have the FGW belt, and that'd be cool to see.
1: Yeah, well, that little birdie's correct. Um, yeah, no, I do. I have the, my. You know, I don't know, I, I the origin, as far as the ECW Champions, World Championship, the one when I was champ, I have that. Um, but I don't know if that's, I'm trying to remember if that was the original one. I mean, I'm bad with the history of the belts, even though I designed a, a lot of those ECW belts. Uh, the tag belts I designed, I designed the World Heavyweight Title, the TV belt. Uh, when we revamped the belts back in the day, you know what I mean. Do so you have um, the,
0: uh, the world title with the orange backing on the back, right?
1: Like, yes, I do. Yep. yep, yep. I, I, um, with that, real quick, I uh, that's I wanted orange and black snakeskin on the back of it, yep. and that's that's kind of what it is, yeah. And um, yeah, that belt. Now I had my name on the side of it because at that time I was the champion, and then I I don't know what happened. Do when they made like the replica toys, whatever it was, or whatever they did, or the other belts, like, they kept my name on it. Like, you know, people thought I did that on purpose, which I did not do that on purpose. It's just at that time happened to be the champ and the fucking owner of the company is like, yeah, make the belts, design the belt, you know, whatever, you know, and that's how that went down. So it wasn't like anybody who had the ECW title, I wanted the name Taz on the belt. That wasn't my goal. You know what I mean? So, you know, but, um, I, I knew you supported the history of ECW and all that stuff. I didn't know you were, um, like a historian on it though. That's impressive.
0: Yeah, it was my favorite, man. It was really what got me back into wrestling. And like even for my senior trip, you know, all my friends wanted to go to Mexico. No, I wanted to go to Cyberslam 99. And a buddy of mine uh, went with me, and we flew to Philadelphia. And it was the coolest thing ever, man. I I never missed a show when you guys were in the south or anywhere within driving distance. And I went to all the, you know, the hardcore homecoming and the one-night stand. and I did it upright. It was my favorite wrestling promotion ever. And anytime I can track down something like that, one of the old belts or something like that and i'd jump at it man
1: i didn't know that i didn't i knew you were a fan like i said i didn't know i figured a dude from the south how are you gonna make you know a lot of the shows we're doing up doing most of the stuff we were doing up was up north as you know up here so but wow that's that's really cool i didn't know that now so during that time right so let's go even before that so you when you were a kid you know when you were younger before W was around I'm sure one of the, like one of the promotions down South that you've got on regional TV. Like what was your first, like bring me back in time. Maybe a lot of my audience doesn't know a lot of your history when you were younger. What was your inspiration, you know, as a wrestling fan?
0: Oh, Hulk Hogan, man. You know, I first started watching in the summer of 88. My parents got the double tape VHS set for WrestleMania four. And I was in love with, uh, you know, these larger than life characters, macho man and, and Hulk Hogan, and eventually the ultimate warrior and demolition. and, it wasn't until '89 when I discovered the NWA and knew who Sting was and Ric Flair and Lex Luger and Steiner Brothers and some of those guys. And then I got out of wrestling. I would say '92. Uh, I just felt like I sort of outgrew it, and it, you know, I was into something else at the time. You know, whether whatever it was, girls, baseball cards, whatever. And then '96, uh, I'm flipping through the channels one day and I see Hulk Hogan in all black, and I'm like, well, wait, what is this? So of course it was the start of the NWO and then the internet had just started to really become popular. So I started to just throw it in my Yahoo or Alta Vista. This is before Google was the thing. And uh, I I found all these message boards and news sites and everybody was talking about ECW and Sabu and Taz and the eliminators being the, you know, the best in the world. And what would it be like if Rob Van Dam wrestled Shawn Michaels? And I had no idea who any of this was. So I found that my local listings. It came on in the middle of the night, and I set my VCR and I watched it the next morning and saw the Sandman coming to the ring, drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette, and at one point chaos ensues. The referee gave somebody a DDT, and there was a cat fight with girls flipping around in thongs. And as a fifteen-year-old boy, it was my new favorite wrestling promotion. <laughs> uh
1: i can see why um <laughs> that's funny that's funny i well i i, I you know I, that's really cool that's really cool seriously um you know and now w- just to fast forward for you well i'm gonna ask you were you an athlete as a kid like like as far as you know what i mean like once high school or college whatever were you an athlete or you weren't you were just you weren't athletic you were a more creative type kid
0: no i played football i played baseball one year but i played football from uh first grade on and then Uh, eventually in high school decided that uh you know what this uh three-a-day shit in the summer sucks uh so i didn't do i probably should have because i really enjoyed it i think i enjoyed practice more than games though because then you get to fuck around with your buddies and uh right you know that was more fun for me but yeah i definitely missed that uh experience because as soon as i as soon as i graduated high school i went straight to work i had a scholarship and was doing like dual enrollment thing uh, but i was just already dead set on hey man i just want to Gets going with my sales career i want to make some money
1: yeah and I, we haven't even delved into that with you with with your business and mortgage and stuff like that i mean because it's really um dude yeah i i don't know much about that you know but uh besides having some really good mortgage companies that did business advertise with me right but <laughs> but and you know but i gotta tell you like you really i mean from what i hear like you are legit as legit goes in far as far as that business
0: well i appreciate that yeah it's it's really uh, what I've done since August of 2001. So I'm only 37. I got started when I was uh, 20 and I've done this ever since. So for all intents and purposes, this is all I've ever done until you know my podcasting hobby became a real business, which is a relatively new thing just here in the last 3 or 4 years.
1: So with the so now all of your history of you know, being a fan of so many of the boys, you know, back in the day and coming up as a kid like a lot of us as wrestling fans. Now once over time you got close to the business And getting to know a lot of the boys Or doing podcasts with people that know them Or doing a podcast with Ric Flair Obviously Once you start meeting people That you thought were awesome And larger than life figures Was it like You know <laughs> Was it like wow well, you know, the old, what's the old expression? Be careful when you want to meet your heroes or some shit like that. I'm, I don't remember. The, something like that. You know what I'm getting at. You know, was it like a letdown meeting some of these people? Or still, you still, you're, you're involved with so many, like StarCast, there's so many of these massive stars from veteran guys to young guys and girls. Um, what do you feel now, years later, you know, as a guy pushing 40, by the way, you're a young guy. You're you're in your late thirties, and you're talking shit about me and your podcast. <laughs> <place. laughs> the fuck? You kidding me? So, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, sorry, I got sidetracked there. So after you got to know a lot of the talent over the years, and doing business now with podcasting and Starcast, not not I'm not looking for you to bury anyone. I'm just saying, is it now that you're so close to doing business with people, is it different for you? Or you still have that respect for what these men and women do or did
0: oh i absolutely have a ton of respect for it you know i think sometimes that gets misinterpreted because on the show in an effort to be entertaining you know i can get pretty uh uh, animated towards bruce or tony or eric but we're trying to be entertaining you know i mean the formula for sports talk radio or political talk radio can't be that everybody agrees all the fucking time that's not interesting or entertaining so there is an entertainment element to our show where you're just trying to turn the volume up but in real life, no, I have the utmost respect for people who have really made sacrifices, not just physically, but emotionally, you know, because that's what, this is an insensitive business. Nobody cares about anybody else. Everybody's out for themselves. And I understand how it breeds paranoia. And so when a new person comes onto the scene, like myself, I get why some people are like, "Uh, I don't fucking know about this guy. I mean, I really do understand that because there's been so many shady characters pop up. And I think, you know after the first star cast a lot of guys who maybe were a little standoffish and maybe thought this was all a little suspect then had an appreciation that oh wait okay he's pretty straight up he did what he said he was going to do and and from then on it's been smooth sailing for the most part there have only been a couple of turds who were really really difficult to do business with and just dishonest and underhanded and I won't do business with them again just because I'm not, you know, I don't think I have to have it and, and and I'd rather just deal with people who are straight up. And I've only seen that happen a handful of times. I'm going to say I can count it on one hand, but outside of that, no, it's been pretty cool. But you know, Starcast does remove the fan in me. Like when I'm sort of planning uh, who's going to be there, then I'd put on my fan hat in a big way, but then the actual execution of it, dude, it's, the fucking worst it's not fun at all yeah i bet it's not there's no fan in me in that it's just a matter of you know let's make sure the logistics are right let's make sure everybody does what they said they were going to do and let's pay everybody and let's get everybody in and out and home safe but so then then there's no enjoyment for me at all but the actual hey man it would be cool if from a a panel perspective or meet and greet perspective or some sort of unique experience that's fun, and i get to wear my fan hat but the actual boots on the ground when i'm there no i'm in hell
1: mm, i bet yeah i'm looking forward to watching you in hell in las vegas
0: <laughs> thank you
1: especially if i'm on stage with a live mic i'm really looking forward to that um
0: <laughs> you know I, I was at the last star cast in a boot i had i broke my foot right before and now you, you're gonna come here and try to break my leg too and i'm already like this big fat guy my knees are under enough stress enough taz help me out mm well uh, you know uh yeah
1: I, I'm gonna help you out I'm gonna make you about my height i'm gonna bring you down a little bit um no no listen uh what just talk about some guys that're tough to do business with which I understand I, I I don't know a lot about a lot of things but I know how wrestlers think and act um <laughs> um I wasn't hard to do business with right because I don't do this a lot as you know
0: no not at all you know you and I had um a misunderstanding I think we can both classify it and categorize it as that and then a mutual friend was like hey th- you guys actually are closer in personality than you think. This should be easy. And then it was smooth sailing. And I think it will be for the rest of it. But when it becomes sort of a moving target all the time, that's where I get frustrated. Like, tell me what your expectation is and, and what you need to have happen. And then I'll do my best to make that happen. I mean, and if I agree to it, I'll do it. But if every time I hear from you, everything's the shits and everything sucks and you're underperforming and I'm expected to over to deliver. I'll only do that for so long before I'm like, "Hey, thanks for coming, but this is yeah, this is a wrap."
1: And I don't yeah, know that's that. exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Bitch and moan <laughs> nonstop. <num time. laughs> nah, I'm easy, dude. I, I have like this people. I mean, anybody. That, the little bit of appearances I've done over the years, they're very you can have them on one hand. Anybody I've dealt with will tell you, dude. I don't. I don't i'm not a. uh, there's no drama there's no diva bullshit there's no i need orange m&ms that's one thing i need the peanut ones only orange in my green room and otherwise i'm good after that um you know that's it orange no black ones just orange
0: did you hear um one of the writers pitch an angle that you would be the guy who ran down stone cold at survivor series way back in the day in the car
1: yes i've and yeah you heard well wait hold on wait the way you just pulled the hold on a second, there's a lot that's a that's just like a I, listen i love i do that a lot of my show for a long time okay random fucking comments that have nothing to do with the conversation does i have no but bro i have no problem with that i i that's that's my gimmick okay i'm, I'm on the cusp of 700 fucking episodes conrad no matter how many podcasts you do you can't catch me you understand that yep. you understand that yep Good. So, bro, I'm going to win as far as the amount of podcasts. I don't know why that's important, but to me it is. But I digress. Here's the thing. I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm confused how you asked the question. Say the question one more time.
0: All right. So you, you transitioned to talking about you're going to be easy to deal with because you only want the orange M&Ms. And it made me think of a hilarious story that I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard not the idea that you were the guy driving the car that ran down Stone Cold Steve Austin and Survivor Series, but the idea that the reveal would be you popped the trunk and orange balloons floated out. would you hit us? Fucking one of the old writers came on stage with Bruce and I in LA and said that it was his idea and everybody was for it. And then somebody said, bro, it, Taz ain't do it. We can't. It can't be fucking orange balloons. Like I get orange. All right, let's do an orange light comes out of the trunk, an orange light inside the dome of the car. Something. Fucking balloons, bro. What about Taz says balloons <laughs> doing fucking birthday well, parties now? Yeah, <laughs> doing Bob Mitzvahs and shit. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> fucking, yeah, that'd be funny. Um, here's the thing with that, right? The orange balloons. Now, you got to understand, comrade. as you know, this was a long time ago. This was 1999, probably 2000, 1999. All that's the chatter and the behind-the-scenes creative stuff. Uh, and Bruce might have heard some of it. I don't think he heard the initial stuff. You know, I know Bruce comes on and does the podcast. I know it's your boy. And he acts like he invented pro wrestling. I know that. I understand Bruce invented pro wrestling. And I like
0: Bruce. The headlock, okay. actually. That was all him.
1: And bruce and I go way back and bruce knows my sense of humor and I know his so But no, I got no heat with bruce, but here's the thing um a, a lot of that shit back then it was just Not a lot of people involved the conversation. So the point about the orange balloons <clears throat> I don't remember all kidding aside. I don't remember the orange balloon thing. I do remember um that I that that was discussed a lot. That I would have been the guy that ran down Stone Cold, cold Stone Cold, and there would have been some kind of a little mystic, uh, mystic, um, um, what's the word? Not mystic, a uh, mysterious feel or cryptic feel of something with orange. Um, truth be told, maybe it was orange balloons. Uh, I probably would have shit on that
0: right away. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I Jesus Christ, balloons. Uh, yeah. I know. Well, because it's paints and hit him with a seltzer bottle. What? That's not what well, Taz would do. What well, the fuck?
1: <laughs> seltzer bottle.
0: No, no. But
1: listen, let let, let me defend that idea for a it. it wasn't my idea. Let me just defend it for a second. I, I don't know why. Just for shits and giggles, right? So let's say they, the WWE security. It's 1999 or 2000, whatever it was, and they pop the trunk. They, they don't know who the driver is. You don't know who's driving the car, but the car is left there. And the the door's open, and the guy is gone, whoever drove the car. And they crowbar the fucking back trunk, and they open it, and then there's orange balloons.
0: So it's a hint. Did this former writer explain it the right way? No, clearly not. And there was a lot of alcohol involved. You know, weed's legal in California, so this could all be made up horseshit. However, the idea that they wanted to associate orange balloons in you was the most ridiculous thing ever. Okay. Maybe the thing, maybe it's a black car and it has an orange pinstripe. Maybe it has 13 as the tag. Maybe it even says FTW.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because one of the ideas I had, there was a fat race stripe over the middle of the car. It was a black like muscle car with orange fat stripe over the top. That's what I was thinking. That that I remember. Yeah, so you you and I never talked about this, so it's funny you said that because that was on my brain. But, you know, I mean the biggest story is when they brought me and they didn't do shit with me so that's the biggest story
0: well so. i mean they did i mean uh, when you beat yeah. Kurt angle at the rumble it's one of the fucking coolest things ever and i as an ecw fan i had super high hopes that maybe i didn't before i'm like they're not gonna know what to do with him blah 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 but then when you beat kurt angle i was like okay well fucking a, here we go right but as a fan
1: when, well sorry that's when, me up chucking
0: yeah. when that whole smackdown triple h bullshit happened i was like well they weren't my hopes what the fuck
1: man Bro listen hold on it was before that There was issues before listen I'm gonna be Honest with you I knew <laughs> Excuse me I knew I was doomed And I've talked about this on many Taz shows right I knew I was doomed when I when I heard the Pop at the garden and um, I don't know if you ever you and Bruce ever talked about it but I've talked about Bruce Because he was the last Person I saw when I walked through the curtain and I had the towel on my head, and I and and before, and Kurt was cutting this great promo to get heat, and he's he's great at it. Obviously, he was great. And I looked at Bruce, I go, Fuck, bro, I hope they know who I am. And then, boom, they hit the heartbeat gimmick, and the place exploded. And Bruce, was like, I think they know who you are. And he said, Go get them, you know, something like that. And I remember Bruce saying that, it was pretty funny. And when I heard that pop, and I started walking out slowly through at the garden, and the pop kept building and building. It was the most massive reaction I've ever received received in my entire career, my life And I knew, bro, I knew I was fucked Because that pop and that reaction, you know, was not built by WWE It was built by a, a little renegade Bush League promotion out of South Philly You know, and so I knew back then, as you know, it was different back then they had to repackage you. They had to make they had to give you their WWE makeover as opposed to now where if you're over from the Indies or wherever or Japan, they usually take you in and just kind of keep you where you are and, and that that makes sense. Like uh, I don't know, Samoa Joe or AJ Styles or whoever, they come over to WWE and they let those guys be them and, and it works. With me, as you know, and not just me A lot of guys that didn't do that With Jericho, they kind of let Jericho be him They did Jericho right, I felt They really did him right And the Dudleys they did right But a lot of people that didn't, they changed a lot I mean, that's the one thing that I think that really hurt me, Conrad Was that that pop was so fucking massive Also, Kurt and I had a little bit of a, a botch On a released German suplex that we just we never worked with each other our communication wasn't right and i was i put him back down on this german because he's very aggressive worker and and you know and at that time kurt was a little green um and we talked and stuff beforehand and and i wanted to make sure like i i always tell guys you know no need to jump when i suplex you just relax and just i'll take care of you like someone tweeted you recently conrad conrad tuck your chin that's all you need to know. So, you gotta do, brother. So, anyway, so <laughs> that's what I would tell guys. Just tuck, <laughs> just tuck your chin. I'll do the rest. No matter how much you weigh, it didn't matter. Seriously. So, Kurt being always so giving in the ring, uh, Kurt was just kind of a little overzealous, I believe. And, and he, <laughs> it's not his fault. I'm not blaming Kurt. I just, I've told the story a whole bunch in the past. And I had to put, a lot of times guys would do that. I'd put guys down and then resuplex them on my timing because I knew they'd be safe. I think that freaked out a lot of people backstage. Including Vince McMahon, that's what I think happened. Um, and it's like, oh my god, we thought he might be dangerous. Holy shit, he is dangerous, you know. And then the next day, I show up in Philadelphia and for RAW, and I got Pat Patterson and Jared Briscoe and Bruce Pritchard waiting for me because the boss said you got to sit down and Taz and have a chat with him. <laughs> it's like okay, and that's what happened. So, and then the last thing that I knew buried me was the following fucking week, bro. As you know, when I de- after I debuted. Here comes not one, not two, not three, four guys that are great workers called the Radicals that are coming in from WCW. So I had one week to be the hot new toy. You know what I mean? Um, kind of like what you did with StarCast. I had one day, and next day it's like, Kobayashi's here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
0: oh my god he's
1: <laughs> not a shooter to want oh uh. can i just
0: start, like here's the real so behind the scenes i know wwe's not going to deliver on their promise to try to fix this or make it better with the undertaker situation they're they're kayfabe with my tech so to speak and i'm like well i didn't hold on no just let's chill
1: i didn't want to i i wasn't going to bring it up to you. i'm glad you brought it up maybe for some that i know you're an egomaniac from what i heard So. That's well-documented, Conrad. So you think everyone knows about everything going on in your business,
0: I right? So. I just assumed that there was probably a lot of people who listen to my podcast listening to this one since I've promoted the shit out of it on my social media. That's my bad.
1: <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Uh, so, um, all right. So maybe you want to give a little backstory of The Undertaker, WWE. Right. So people, let, let's just assume no one is on social media, but they love the Taz show and nothing else.
0: I got you. So I'm doing this convention, piggybacking Double or Nothing, which is a new show from AEW. It's happening this Memorial Day in Las Vegas. I oh, booked... my
1: God. You're going You're going deep.
0: All right. I booked Caesar's Palace, and I was looking for some special attractions. And the first idea I had was the Roaster Ric Flair, and I got that secured. And then the next idea I had was... What's the biggest meet and greet I can get that nobody thinks could be possible? And it was The Undertaker. So I asked Bruce if he would text uh, Mr. Calloway for me. He said yes. And then I got the response that said, hey, here's who to talk to. So I talked to Undertaker's management and we went back and forth. Got a contract, worked out all the terms, sent a wire, made a deposit, good to go. And around that same time, I did the same thing with Shawn Michaels. And my plan was to have a Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon on stage celebration and break down the 25-year anniversary of their ladder match at WrestleMania 10. They would do alternate commentary on it, sort of give everybody their idea of what they were thinking at the time. Shawn Mooney would host it. Then we would do a Q&A after. And then there would be a fun photo op with both of those guys, the Intercontinental title and a ladder, never been done before. So that's like my Saturday or my Friday thing. And then my Saturday thing would be an Undertaker meet and greet. First time anything like this has happened. So I have them all both locked down, good to go. And then on the 13th of February, uh, I'm told from uh, Sean's management team, hey, uh, this is too close to AEW. We can't do it. Disappointed, but whatever. And then the Undertaker announcement comes out on the 14th, Valentine's Day, blows up, super viral. Everybody's talking about it. Time goes on. Eventually, I get a message from Undertaker's management team that says, "Hey." WWE is not going to let him do it. We need to return your wire. I'm not having that. I have a contract, paid my money. This is what we're doing. So we go back and forth. Eventually, it gets ran up the flagpole and they say, hey, we'll cover the damages. We'll give you a suitable replacement. We'll figure out something to make this right. But we'd really, we don't want, we're not going to let Undertaker do it. Okay. So let's figure out what the replacement is. So I asked for Sean back and uh, a few other things. Anyway, uh, I even, tried to do a charity component because they said you know we'll get you a suitable replacement for the undertaker and i literally laughed and said well who is that and they said well who do you want and i said i want vince and they laughed and i said okay here's (laughs) the deal though that's fun (laughs) if you bring vince whatever i was paying undertaker i will make a donation in that amount uh to connor's cure and whatever fans pay to meet vince no autographs just photos Uh, We'll jack that up, and we'll let everybody know 100% of that goes to Connor's Cure, too. We could have a $250,000 donation to Connor's Cure here, and what a cool thing that would be here in Las Vegas at Caesars Palace, the site of WrestleMania 9, a giant, maybe quarter-million-dollar check, uh, 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 all to Connor's Cure, all to your charity. Uh, They thought about that for like a day, and then that was done. And so then I said, okay, what about Stephanie and Hunter? That was a no-go too, and then no main roster replacement. So all of that was sort of laid out, so I said, let's do Sean. Eventually, no resolution was made. Uh, Everyone quit responding. It was hot potato for a little bit, and I realized I've got to make an announcement because I have people who have made travel plans to Las Vegas thinking they're meeting The Undertaker, and if they're not going to get him, I need to explain why. So I called the guy who who wrote the story of The Undertaker coming out, and that was Justin at Sports Illustrated. And we told the whole story of exactly why he wasn't there. But when I knew that that story was going to be coming out, I knew I needed to do what I like to call the sandwich technique. And I know there's a fat joke in there somewhere. We'll get to it.
1: But the sandwich technique. Well, hold on a second. I don't make jokes. I don't body shame people like you did to me earlier about my height. So I'm not like that. I'm not a cyber bully. I'm not a podcast bully. I don't I don't body shame. So you're not going to get that from me, sir. I'm a professional.
0: Comrade. Oh, well, that's nice to know. So the the here's the here's the deal the the sandwich technique is if you've got bad news give a little good news then the bad news and then some more good news so you are part of my patented sandwich technique I'm gonna have who's who would you me yeah well oh, fuck I didn't know I was part of a sandwich technique you are you were you were the what first a fucking bun. rib you were the first bun you were great news because everybody went nuts about Taz making the rarest of rare convention appearances. you never do this so the idea that you Leave the fucking northeast is like five alarm notice for social media. Like, oh my god, it's not Connecticut, it's not New York. Does he know? He's got to get on a fucking plane. So people were really excited about you being there, and it doesn't hurt that you had the best video editor in the world put together a really kick ass video that
1: everybody got excited about.
0: And so then I had five hours later, Justin post that uh, story that the Undertaker was gone. So hey, yay, Taz is here. Oh damn, Undertaker's out. And then the next morning everybody got the other bun. Kobashi's coming, and we found the tape of Brett and Tom McGee, and Tom McGee is out of mothballs, and he'll be a star cast. So you were part of my patented sandwich technique for bad news.
1: So Kobayashi and I were the sam- the bread of the sandwich. Y- yes. Right? Top bun, bottom bun, Jones. You he, got it. You just learned something. There it is. Okay, got it. I, I, I would have loved to have known that ahead of time, but the, the price is right for now. So I did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's business brother no 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 no. That's good to know I mean and that And that's really nice yoking aside for you to Explain your promotion Techniques to the public I mean A lot of people don't do that and it's it I think people can appreciate Because what's your goal there you're trying to give You're trying to redeem Something you didn't do anything wrong on this thing This wasn't your fault you did nothing wrong I've heard I don't know if you know this but I Heard What happened Uh You didn't know I heard it. And it was exactly what you just said from somebody else. And so I, 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 not that I'm doubting you, but so I know, yeah, you were done wrong on this fucking thing.
0: You are. Well, Um, what's interesting too, is before I asked Justin and gave him the news, I just sent him evidence of everything. So Justin has all the emails, all the text messages, all the contracts, all the wire confirmations, because I didn't want any, I know wrestling sometimes has shady characters. I didn't want anybody to think, Oh, Conrad pulled a bait and switch. He never really had him booked. Bullshit i wired the undertaker a fucking toyota forerunner so yes i had him he's mine and now he's not but you know well, well bro hold on how
1: you had undertaker on the star website his photo for jeez how long many weeks
0: right yeah yeah we announced on february 14th and uh i mean i guess we pulled him down this week my, my point bring that up is uh, anybody that was thinking you were doing something
1: sketchy uh, you, the fucking, you're not going to have the guy on your site for all those weeks because you know it, you're going to be forced to take it down. So, I, I mean, anybody that has a half a fucking brain, they should realize. All right, he obviously has Taker booked because Taker's on the goddang fucking, you know, gimmick on the website, you know what I mean? So, I mean, but, you know, some people are knuckleheads. They don't fucking think like that, you know? So, uh, well, you know what? I'm glad I could be, you know, top bun here, uh, uh, unless I was bottom bun. I don't I was a bun, well, that's all I know. So I, I didn't
0: here's it. what really matters. One of my friends in the wrestling business says all that matters in wrestling is the money and the miles. And when it comes to you making that long mileage trip over to the other coast, when we put you on presale this week, uh, you were the top money guy.
1: Well, brother. Why do you explain? So that's Friday. We're recording this right now, Thursday, right? So whenever people listen to this, we're not sure when they're going to be listening. So why maybe you could—you'll do a better job than me explaining how that works. But maybe there's some people that never really event—they didn't go to Starcast one. maybe they're big Taz fans. They want to see what. So that goes tomorrow, twelve noon Eastern, I believe. It goes on sale.
0: That's right. So here's the deal: Taz is going to be doing a show at Starcast that we haven't announced yet, but we will on Twitter. So by the time you're hearing this, it's probably announced. But he'll be joining us at Caesars Palace for one of our shows uh, over that four-day weekend. So we're going to get started Thursday night. And our kickoff event is Ricky Steamboat sitting down with Ric Flair and good old JR to dissect one of their matches from 1989 that people still talk about. Then we'll do a Q&A afterwards. And then we've got a Joey Ryan documentary premiere, which is uh, kind of fun. I don't think a lot of people have seen that yet. They did one very tight limited screening. This is really the coming out party for it. And then Cody and the Young Bucks will sit down and explain how in the world we got here, how All Elite came to be a thing, what AEW is, and what to expect. Uh, and then we'll wrap it up with a Ron Funches comedy show, and it's a an A-list group of comedians that I can't believe are all wrestling fans and are willing to do it. And that's just night one. We've got four days of that, and one of those shows is the Taz Show. So Ooh. it's more than two dozen live shows and uh, it's all included for the price of one bracelet, and you also get access to basically our WrestleCon. WrestleCon is known for just a vast space where it's just rows and rows and rows of every wrestler you can ever think of. You have an opportunity to go meet those guys, get your picture with them, buy a t-shirt, buy an 8x10, get your stuff signed, whatever you'd like. We've got well over 100 wrestlers in that room this year as well, so it really is the best of both worlds. Everybody from Taz to Kobashi and everybody in between is going to be there. The rarest of the rare to the guys you see at all of them. The usual suspects will be there too. So if you have.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's really impressive. I'm just, sorry to interrupt you, but like, uh, you know, at StarCast appearing, like some of the names you just mentioned, Conrad from Cody to to the Bucks to, to, to Kenny Omega, obviously Chris Jericho, CD, Chris Daniels, Scorpio Sky, because, you know, Cass, Kaz, Kazarian, Brandy Rose, there's a hangman page, everybody, all the new AEW guys, the Stinger will be there, Bret Hart, right? Dustin Rhodes, myself, Shivani, uh, JR, King, Lita. I mean, it goes on and on. Hall Nash uh sean waltman it's just non-stop bro non-stop
0: it is it's insane and, and one of the cool i don't know that mean you've even talked about this but the after party for double or nothing is back at caesar's palace and we've not only announced that scu was our host but we've got a bunch of other celebrity guests who are going to be joining us and somehow an adult film star or two managed to get in the lineup which is kind of cool and the party's sponsored by blue cheese so that's fun but then on stage it's la guns like that's a major rock band from back in the day and 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 a lot of my wrestling friends who are rock fans can't believe that a band like la guns is going to be there so it's a real badass band and uh it's going to be the adult wrestling party of the year
1: this whole after party is news to me okay so what day or what evening is this this is friday night or saturday night
0: saturday after the pay-per-view so after double or nothing Uh, People will, you know, leave MGM, come back over to Caesars, and it's going to be a who's who. I mean, there will be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of wrestling fans, but more importantly, uh, fans of LA Guns, fans of these other stars, and all the boys. It's going to be the place to be.
1: This whole, I mean, again, at Starcast two in Las Vegas. There is a plethora of talent. So now you can go to Starcast with two R's to check it all out and buy your tickets and all that jazz. But Conrad, all of these, all of this talent, these men and women that you see on this website, they're not all going to be whatever backstage at at Double or Nothing at AEW, right? That's too. That would be crazy.
0: Yeah, no, they're not all going to be there. I mean, I, I assume a handful will be, but I know they're running a really tight ship as far as the backstage over there goes. Uh, right. But So a lot of those guys will probably just watch it at Caesars. Uh, we're not going to like screen it for fans or anything like that, but we will have a way for any of the boys who want to see the show but don't really want to go to the arena and sit in the crowd. They'll still be able to watch the show, and I'm sure they'll get to see L.A. Guns warming up and all that jazz. So it should be fun. And, and I've already gotten... Uh, one or two of the boys slide in my DM saying, "Hey, is this adult film star really going to be there?" So I'm probably oh, pretty whoa, popular. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a there's a title for
1: people that do that do that types like like you. Uh, isn't the Godfather going to be there?
0: A- a- allegedly, yes, he will be there. And uh, you know, he he knows some people out there, and Disco is going to be there, and he knows some people out there. So you never oh, know who's going to yeah. be at this thing. This is going to be an interesting party. You
1: got a lot of you got a lot of people at this thing. A lot of talent. Um, really a lot of personalities from the business. And then you got some people I'd never even fucking heard of, to be frank with you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I don't mean that in a bad way, I'm just being honest. So, you know, but that's fine. There's every major star you can imagine, past, present, and future, you got even got oh, I forgot to I say this, I mocked out. because so I heard you got Stan Hansen coming to this thing too, bro.
0: Dude, when I when I first set sights on Kobashi, I thought if I can get Kobashi and Stan Hansen, that'll be the best deal ever. And I got Fujinami to commit before anybody, but then I got Hansen, and then finally when I got Kobashi, it was it was victory lap time here at Conradison. Hey, let me ask you, are are you in are you plugged in on much of the indie stuff right now? Uh
1: fair to of Midland, a little bit. Why, right, what's the question? I, please you put me on the spot here. How can I help well, you?
0: I got three names I want to run past you that I think you'd yeah. be intrigued by okay you're in the loop on nick
1: gage uh, yes are you in the, loop? Uh, the, the guy the, he he's he's uh, uh, how do i explain him blood and guts type guy really intense promos uh jailbird jones
0: right jailbird jones is right he is a uh, a felonious bank robber okay and and now and, and a death match wrestler but he's uh, the leader of the mdk the murder death kill gang yes
1: mdk i've I saw some of his stuff on the youtubes i never met this young man but he's intriguing
0: yes he's intriguing and uh he's gonna be a starcast and so is mance warner Are you in the loop on mance yet
1: yeah he's uh redneck jones he's the mlw guy yeah i know exactly who he is suspend the city right yeah, i know who he is Yes, right he's who bunk i out. know my shit brother what you fucking did? you're not talking to some fucking old timer here okay i'm on top of the fucking game son
0: I'm not, I'm not i'm not trying to quiz you i'm asking your opinion of these guys I'm Seems thinking. like
1: you're fucking quizzing me. All right, God, I'm getting hot now. Okay, right, continue,
0: I want your opinion on Orange Cassidy. She stole my gimmick. Uh, orange. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's a dude, and his gimmick is he doesn't care. All no, right, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> Would you say? His gimmick is what? He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. care. You're, Where's he from? Where's he from? Where's he from? I'm not sure what town he's from. You wear like, uh, when he doing stuff like, uh, Chikara or something like that, or Beyond, I th- that, yeah, I know who he is a leaner built kid, like a thinner kid. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a little familiar, less familiar with him than the other guys, but I, I know who he is.
0: Well, I just think that, uh, those three I wanted your opinion on because I thought you'd have a strong opinion one way or another. Yeah.
1: I, on Orange Cassie, I can't give you a super strong opinion. I'd have to be a little more on top of what he does, but I, I'm familiar with him. Um, yeah i can give you a strong opinion on the other two guys um off air um but (laughs) (laughs) no because my thing is like i some i'm i'm very critical a lot of times but i don't a lot of times i won't say it on the air like because i i know how tough it is for young wrestlers to come up it's a very tough thing to do and today's even tougher for these guys and girls because there's just it's oversaturation, there's so many different... It's great there's places to work, but a lot of it, they're not getting good information on how to become better workers. You know, like, for, so the Mance dude, like, he is very uh, charismatic, his gimmick. He does the Southern gimmick, which we've seen in wrestling, you know, a, a million times, but he's actually excellent at it, for those that don't know him. I mean, he does a great, great job. And Gage, I will say this about him. His promo work, okay, There aren't many guys and i've pride myself in my prime That my promos were as real as fucking real can be Okay, I still to this day i'm 51 years old and I got people fucking You know quoting promos that I did from back in the day because it resonated and stayed with them I'm, not bragging. It's just a fucking fact Okay, well gage his promos are as real as real gets dude. I mean he his shit He gets right into you you know, I, I, I that I got to tell you is excellent. Um, I said, orange Cassie, I can't give you much detail on cause I, I don't follow him. I don't not on top of his shit as much, but I will not even brought his name up. Um, I have a mad respect Conrad for the independence scene. I mean, I, I came up that way before it was called independence. You know, a lot of us from that generation did a lot of people, you know, wrestlers that you know, that are from my generation did the same thing I did. So I have nothing but respect for the men and women coming up like that, um, in the same respect I have for the guys and girls that are coming up, you know, in the WWE Performance Center that are don't know nothing and they're learning underneath a lot of really good trainers, um, it's a little bit of an easier way, even though it's tough for them but i kind of have a soft place in my heart for the guys and girls that come up throughout the world on the indie scene try to get noticed by the bigger companies and that's the cool thing about AEW now that they're going to be fucking players here it's just another uh, spot for talent to make a good living and to get on television once they announce whatever tv partner they have so um and i'm really excited about that part too to see what goes on with that but um i'm comrade i'm big into supporting the independent scene um i uh you know i i don't get a chance to go to the shows much so i i don't i don't actually well i don't ever go to the shows how about that um not much i just don't ever do it but i don't have to because i have something called the internets in my massive home and that's what i do so
0: well i thought you would have that same opinion about nick gage's promos because to me his promos are very taz or new jack you know for the same right. reason that you said it, it's real like i could see that being shot you know, out behind the the building one day at two in the morning or whatever, and it's it's a part of that old ECW, you know, rapid fire pulp fiction finish from T V back in the day. And I thought, you know, you might dig the the Mance Horner thing, but I really did want to hear what you thought of Orange Cassidy because I know that it is sort of uh new. It's like uh it's like the new Joey Ryan without the penis. <laughs>
1: okay yeah I, I i so you you're trying to get my take on uh on orange cassidy as far as his in ring work
0: well yeah just the idea his gimmick is his gimmick. gimmick is no don't get me wrong eventually the match becomes physical but at first like he runs the ropes with his hands in his pockets and i think that's fucking awesome but i know an old school purist like you you would probably be like fuck that well, here's the thing with me I am an old school
1: purist, but yet I am also someone I consider I, I like the new style I believe in evolution, I believe in The business needs to be different hey, Look, dude, I, I'm, I'm a guy that I'll be honest, uh, when the Young Bucks were, Had a dark match a long time ago At TNA, okay uh, You could ask Eric Bischoff I mean, I, Mike Tanay and I was sitting at the announce desk We were getting ready to call the show And I'm, I knew who the Bucks were I heard of the Bucks, and I'm like Okay, these fucking guys need to be hired here. And you could ask Bishop. I walked from the announced position. Okay, you didn't have to go through the crowd where, where we did it in Universal. The announce this was like right near the backstage area. I wa- and I was looking for for um Eric or Hulk, whoever I was looking for somebody who had juice. <laughs> and I Eric's the first guy I saw, and I'm like, yo. Did you watch these fucking guys? He goes, Yeah, I go, we gotta hire these guys. Like, these guys need to be hired, you know? And it's, and next thing I know, you know, we get ready to do a show. So uh, I remember seeing the Bucks. My point in bringing the Bucks up is that they were so different than an old school purist would, would appreciate. Um I saw the athleticism. I saw the the high spots. I saw how people were loving them. And the thing is, a lot of the new style, the kids today, and I am calling them kids. I shouldn't call them kids, but the young talent today. Um, I appreciate all that. I respect it. I believe wrestling is an art form, Conrad. And I believe that there is no one way to have a wrestling match. Now, if I am wrestling someone and they have pockets in their pants and they run to the ropes. And they keep their pockets, their hands in their pockets at any time. I'm probably going to punch him right in the fucking face. Um, there's or clothesline the fuck out of him, because I believe in it's always has to be a fight. It has to look like a fight. You have to the and I'm not saying Ar- I'm not passing judgment on Orange Cassidy because I haven't watched his stuff, so I'm I'm not talking about him. He puts his hands in his pockets as he's hitting the
0: ropes. You're saying, yeah, he runs the ropes with his hands in his pockets, and when he does chops, he starts the chops where. It's almost like when you have a contest with your daughter about who can touch the the, the lightest. Like, it's like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. You know, almost. Right, you know, right, 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 that, right. Or just annoying kid stuff. Well, he does that. And so the, his, his opponent, instead of chopping him back really hard, wants to go, I'm going to win this contest. And they go a little lighter and a little lighter. And then, of course, eventually somebody gets frustrated and it becomes very physical and the match picks up from there. But it's an interesting, like, wow, in a time where i feel like nothing's new in wrestling
1: right well that's i mean the originality uh uh the innovative i uh, you know i respect that just hearing it and um i'm actually looking at him right now as we speak i'm i'm looking at something of him uh, working with somebody on youtube and i see what you're saying about the hands in the pocket i mean yeah i get it i see the gimmick now like the he doesn't care thing and yeah i i, I see i see what you're saying you laid it out you explained it perfectly um yeah, very interesting, very unique, very different. Um, you know, the key is he's gotta have someone working with him that 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 can go. I'm watching him right now in a match against David Starr, and David Starr's doing the right because he's just started beating the living shit out of him. Um <laughs> I mean like beating the fuck out of him. You know, and and it's yeah. Um, but it's uh I I see what you're saying. Yeah. It, Already, I'm intrigued by by Orange Cassidy. I, I love the name. I mean, on a shoot. Where, who, you know who broke this guy in?
0: You know, I'm not sure. Hey, he's just been on my radar. I saw him at a uh, an independent show earlier this year, and uh, Swoggle came over and said, hey, have you seen this guy? And I said, no, oh, I know his name, though. And he said, oh, you should watch his match. And I said okay but you know I mean it, it is random What's somebody- funny you mention that fucking guy Okay because that guy
1: Decided to just fucking bury me on Someone the the, the world's famous Shoot interviews where people get paid his Fifteen hundred bucks go bury someone uh, And they said uh, Whatever dickhead or nice guy And I fell under for swaggle dickhead Meanwhile back on the fucking Ranch in WWE when I was in WWE With him okay I was nothing but A gentleman to him and always nice to him always Really cool with him uh, got him over as best I could as a color commentator And always shared a laugh with the Guy and next thing I know I'm a dickhead Okay cool looking forward to seeing him in Vegas No problem anyway continue with your point Can you mafia kick him Dude that's easy for me see that's That's the thing when I got a hide advantage on a motherfucker It's on
0: you know what I mean <laughs> I, I will fucking double your rate if you will just mop take the fuck out of him on stage so-
1: well we got to talk about my rate anyway that's coming up that's a whole other topic <laughs> no i'm watching orange Cassie right now he's very good actually uh i'm i'm, I'm in i like him i'm watching it i'm watching his base where he's good bro he's he's i, I can't hear the commentary i don't need to hear it because most of the independent wrestling commentary is cringeworthy anyway uh, that's my outside voice but um
0: have you seen uh, good. a private party yet the new tag team that AEW just announced you're, you're gonna i i and where are they where, from my neck of the woods aren't they i'm not sure where they're from i just saw a bunch of clips and i thought dude this is this could be like the next big thing this is gonna be yeah
1: well they were handpicked by the buck so really you know they can good. go you know um uh yeah Now that's the thing too at AEW. they're bringing in a lot of it's it's different you know and that's what i think is so smart you're bringing in different talent but yet you still have some major stars that people are you know household names big stars from from the chris jerichos obviously to the cody's and 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 uh, kenny omega massive star so in the box so they get that but yet you're bringing these younger kids in again i, I gotta get out of habit calling kids um it's just you know they're younger but the younger talent that a lot of people Getting an opportunity and I that and not That WWE is not doing that because WWE does that Too but it's different you know it Seems like what they're gonna let These kids these again these young talent Doing AEW is You know exploit their creativity And and not be micromanaged And that was the beauty like real quick Comment like so you know everybody loves how Great ECW was well number one thing There was we, we were allowed to be as creative As possible you know and We weren't micromanaged we weren't Hand handcuffed and you know, WWE, to be blunt, you are I mean, you are, especially during when I was there It was very, as a wrestler You you were fucking handcuffed You know, now, you might talk to some top guys That say, no, I wasn't handcuffed Yeah, well, because you were a top guy, but when you were on a come-up You were fucking handcuffed They could tell you they weren't, but they were I think that's changing a little now Because WWE needs to let them be a little more creative In the ring and, and not you know, fucking scold someone to have heat on a guy because he does a tight suplex or does a joint lock that looks like he's gonna snap someone's elbow, but he's not hurting anyone. Um but I think AEW, it seems like more of a where you're gonna you're gonna allow people to apply their craft and be creative. And and I think that's what a lot of people, a lot of hardcore wrestling fans are excited about.
0: No, I totally agree. And and one of the things, I hate to make this comparison and I know people are gonna Misquoted and taken out of context, but one of the things I enjoyed about the first TNA show because it happened here in Huntsville, right at the base of uh my the mountain I live on, Von Braun Civic Center. They crowned. Bro, I worked there too. I remember that building. AJ Styles, the first. Bro, who did I work?
1: With? Let me interrupt you, please, sir. Who did I work? Where? Who was it? WWE. I remember that building. Yeah,
0: yeah, you did WWE here, Raws and house shows.
1: Didn't you say that earlier? Yeah. Chef shots sorry that's okay I right, continue
0: anyway just yeah you know, i think a lot of people just think about the bad stuff with tna and they don't want to remember anything good ever happening in tna but tna really brought the world the mainstream aj styles and i don't know he had a hiccup in wcw but that doesn't really count like he became somebody people in wrestling knew because of tna and there was another guy on there who had only worked independence. he hadn't really been on tv or anything like that and that's low key. And so the first time I really saw low key was TNA, and the first time I I really saw AJ Styles was TNA. And it's so cool to me that it wasn't maybe what TNA became later on, where it was just, "Hey, this guy's recently released by WWE. Here he comes. He's going to be our champion now." It didn't feel like you know leftovers from Monday Night. It felt new, and that that's what AEW feels now with guys like Private Party and Jungle Boy. There's so many talents. Sunny Kiss that a lot of people don't really know but i think they're going to really really enjoy when they get to see them and 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 i want everybody when they watch the show next month to remember that because tna brought us aj styles and and nobody knew who really who that was and and you're going to see the next the next aj styles type performer is going to come through AEW.
1: Yeah no listen you're, you're not going to get an argument From me I agree with everything you just said I completely agree and real quick On the TNA AJ Styles thing I'm going to be frank with you man <clears throat> When I um when I Was leaving when I decided to just leave WWE I needed to get out of there or whatever And and, and you know once my non-compete Ended and all that bullshit um, One what are we're of the, the big Attractions for me Conrad to go To TNA, TNA was To call as a broadcaster AJ, AJ style matches, matches. uh because and to the point you made that when you have a talent that's so impressive when you have a color commentator that's like wow I can go and call this guy's matches because this guy is the real dealio <clears throat> I think you're gonna have and the an, same type feel with the AEW talent with a lot of the young talent that they have coming in that they have signed I should say um yeah, it's, it's a very exciting time for wrestling I gotta be honest, dude I I, comrade, I never, I didn't, in my lifetime I didn't think we'd see this That there's somebody that's gonna compete With WWE because they have the resources And they, they, have, they have a business plan That's not a money grab Or that's looking to, you know And I know there's been comparisons to WCW I don't agree with that I don't, I mean, just in my research of it And stuff like that, I don't agree I don't really see the big similarities to WCW For me, anyway, I don't um, and I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of the young guys they have in there to do their thing. And I think they're going to push them right. And once their TV partners announce, which is, I, as we know, it's going to happen. There's a lot of rumors out there who it is or whatever. But I, don't, you know, I, I'm looking forward to watching a kid like uh, Sammy Gravara. I'm looking forward to watching like he's a Jungle Boy. I'm looking forward to see these these guys apply their craft and do something different. Yeah, a lot of them aren't big and jacked up, 260 pounds, and and that's fine. They don't have to be. It's it's wrestling. It's an art form. It's what. It, 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 it's it, you take it in as you want it uh, you know and they're bringing people from all over the world you know so yeah man i'm in I, i'm dialed in I, i'm all in how about that so
0: i'm looking forward to it. the only thing i'm dreading is that they're gonna have that little asshole mjf all over the show and he's just oh bro
1: me. he gets he, he just get you know he, he got he lives he don't live that far from me that fucking dude you know burberry jones we call him that's what i call him burberry burberry jones that's the scoffy west you don't have that down south no burberry. we
0: don't but i've read about it in y'all's fancy magazines i, I i'm an <laughs> asshole to me. like calling burberry jones he's asshole jones to me i
1: well, he's an asshole because he's from New York. They're all assholes, you know that. Um, no, he's he's a he's Heat Jones. He he's Mister Heat. You know that's his gimmick, and he's good. Uh, he's good. And so you know, I saw a lot of his work with um, with uh, MLW. You know, so he's done a lot of stuff with them, as you know. Uh, very talented guy. Very talented guy. You know, yeah, it's it's gonna be great, dude. It's gonna be great, and I'm looking forward to it. And so, have you been training for the for you know Starcast? Because I've been training.
0: You've been training i'm training
1: i'm training for you and i for our you know get together uh, in public oh i'm training
0: i need to go take some like white belt classes or something because i'm not ready a <laughs> white belt class too much
1: Nah, we're good uh, we're best friends now Are you fucking kidding me
0: <laughs> <laughs> anytime somebody in wrestling <laughs> says best friend they start growing their beard the next day and then they get clothes, put to them two weeks later so i'm ready <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was funny uh yeah that was funny no it's good shit dude oh by the way before we wrap up it was awesome i i i you know, i got a chance to see what was the last one of the last podcasts you did where you and tony uh did a watch along on living dangerously uh the east w pay for, for 99 i think i worked with sabu and you buried me in that too
0: no I, and it was you got you got yes, johnny run tell it in your life and here's <laughs> explain exactly oh, what what the deal is I, I made the comment to Tony how how great it was or unbelievable it was that while the other two companies were carding out sort of yesterday's news as world champions, whether it was Ric Flair or it was Hulk Hogan, it was some older, more established from a generation ago, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, in the same spirit of AEW, Paul Heyman, we've got a guy who we are convinced can kick all of their asses and we didn't know who he was 10 years ago. And it's Taz. Hmm. Right. that wasn't properly conveyed so you thought i said oh he's no hulk hogan or rick flair but fuck you no. weren't you weren't 55 years old it's way different
1: <laughs> yeah you know, and it was like you no know, the way you were it was like well, without paul Heyman, he'd be nothing you uh, didn't say it like no. that obviously
0: I, I didn't say that but I didn't no, say no, that didn't paul say that. Heyman pushed a guy that, that wasn't a retread it was like tna if they were running ecw back then because on that pay-per-view sid was there like sid came out with jeff jones They would have just fucking put the belt on Sid, like that's what TNA would have done, and right, right. But but you guys didn't do that. Instead, it was no, we've got our own homegrown talent, and we're going to convince the world that he could kick everybody's ass, including all those other champions. And you were setting their fucking shirts on fire in the ring and shit. Like it was awesome, but
1: you're all that shit too. By the way, that was a shoot that 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 shirt on fire gimmick was a you know uh, you know that was all that was. none of that was planned that was that you talking know, about dcw arena when i did the raw the raw t-shirt and i set
0: it on fire yes and, and you don't have to tell me it's not planned i can't imagine anybody planned for setting shit on fire but <laughs> ECW, well, maybe they did yeah no that was yeah that
1: that that was the only time i almost got no pun intended a little heat from Heyman. um but but yeah he was not exactly ecstatic that I was doing that. Um, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to do it either. But anyway, that's, that's what I meant. You, you could be creative, and you weren't handcuffed. Um, well, Paul's a genius. He's amazing. He's he's made all of us stars. So Without him, we'd be shit under someone's shoe. You know that. So that, that would be me. I would be nothing without anyone. Without Paul, I know. I know. I know. Listen. I know. I've heard it for years
0: oh My God that's not true without him you would be a smackdown commentator oh and there's nothing wrong with that by the way i had a I good know, time as a smackdown i'm saying hey that's bump free <laughs> money as they say you get to yeah. hang out and have fun and make some money and you don't your shoulders don't hurt in the morning <laughs> dude i had a, a listen my time
1: on smackdown uh doing color on smackdown at times on raw with jr and in tna with mike today Dude, I had a blast all the years I did color. I love that. I admit that. I do miss. I, I I had so much fun. Um, so many people just say, God do you miss being in the ring?" I'm like, "No, I did. I was banged up. I was hurt, and I I just couldn't go. And like, I was able to go. I was really fucked up and got some nerve damage cause of it and all that sh- fun shit. But Nah, I was blessed People say, you're mad at WWE For they fucked you over, they didn't push you I'm like, no, without WWE giving me the opportunity They gave me back in the day I wouldn't have the career I have now In broadcasting, you know, because they had Ones that saw something in me to, To speak for a living, you know, so Yeah, no, but, um no, I'm joking about the the Paul Heyman stuff. But no, I you you also were fucking very dismissive while you guys are doing a watch along for Living Dangerously. You were very dismissive. Uh, Tony was popping for shit. Me and Sabu were doing, and you're like, yeah, yeah. You're like fine, fucking buying sneakers online. I heard the fuck. My my buddy sent me the bit. I heard the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking heard it, bro. Don't try and work me, okay? I heard it. You're on fucking line on Amazon buying fucking sneakers, buying Adidas or some shit. I can't remember what you were buying, and you were buying Tony. Am I am I lying or telling the truth?
0: No, you told the truth. I bought Tony his first pair of as he calls them Jordan Airs.
1: There you go, Jordan Airs. That's funny, Jordan Airs. That is funny. You know, no, no. I should have Shivani on right now, not you. That's what I should be doing. Um, but but right anyway. you, bro, you know, you the morning, <laughs> guy. You could have had
0: Tony. What the fuck? <laughs>
1: No, no no he was putting my shit over me and not just my shit Sabu's shit too he was putting it over and you're sitting there you're like what size are you tony and want a nine and a half or a ten like you were being like such a douche dude you really I wasn't were. allowed to I mean, say
0: your fucking name bro what do you want me to do uh, <laughs> what a bunch of bullshit I'm just, was I supposed to say? oh look at sabu doing the move to that other guy the human
1: suplex machine that's what he had to say oh, and, i didn't know
0: that was allowed all right good to know <laughs> forward. that's no. what we'll call you on the show
1: yeah no and and, and then it's like and then the other thing was like uh what was the other thing you got me hot about with that too <laughs> uh i'm talking about it. it's something else that got me mad well, well i don't even remember like
0: now i'm sure grievances as they said on that one show what was it seinfeld the airing of seinfeld airing yeah, grievances yeah instead of christmas it was uh what
1: was it what was it called festivus, oh, rest of it. festivus. yeah 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 yeah. we did something on that one my show was daily we did a, some kind of a bit like that um what was the other? Yeah, you said during that watch along, you fucking buried me again. What the <laughs> fuck was Trying to remember what it was. I can't remember. It wasn't like a bad burial, but I, you understand, when I heard the audio, I, bro, I was listening like fucking intently. Like, let me just listen to the, Like, every little, any kind of sound you made, bro, I had you in my crosshairs. Like, you wouldn't believe, dude. Like, really heavy i get crazy sometimes no,
0: you know? i know i knew it wasn't like uh gonna be a polite conversation when you sent me a text hey give me a call when you get a chance <laughs> Oh, okay i know what this is here we go
1: <laughs> this isn't like how's your spring starting out from your, your family <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that shit's funny, bro. Oh man. Well, it's all right. We laugh. For fuck, we move on. That's what men do. Life's too short. You can walk outside and get hit by a fucking bus. You know what I mean? Uh, but then again, that'd be entertaining because you live on a mountain. There aren't many buses on mountains. That's so true. That's all another And story.
0: you know, here's the thing too. Like, at the end of the day, we have so much in common in that we both like wrestling. We both enjoy podcasting. We both like Jeff Jones. There's no reason we can't fucking get along, right?
1: But most of that's true, except for the Jeff Jones gimmick But, uh, no, I'm kidding <laughs> No, no <laughs> No, 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 I love, I love Jeff No, no, um, yeah, no, you're right I mean, you know, we're, we're You undersold it, you know, let's see, you're being a babyface Instead of saying we both like podcasts You say we're both extremely successful podcasters That's the way you should have said it Put yourself over a little bit You know, the humble bit's getting old with you, Conrad Start showing who you really are You know what I mean?
0: well listen you know when i was on the number one most downloaded podcast in the world um something to wrestle with bruce pritchard i've always what a fucking egomaniac you are i've always Jesus. been very complimentary and so when i decided to bring you to the most successful wrestling convention in the history of wrestling conventions, Starcast two i jumped at the chance to have you be my bottom oh. one hold
1: on a second that's what you buried me on that you just reminded me on that that watch long thing of living dangerously you fucking said uh and i don't know if tony set you up it was a kind of a weak bit you guys did and you were like no he's not invited like is taz gonna be a star cast you, you're like no he's not invited remember that
0: i do and i remember because you told me i couldn't afford you
1: <laughs> well you're shooting now that's fucked up <laughs> And so you shooting.
0: I was like, well fuck uh I managed to find Rick Flair's number and Bret Hart's number and Sting's number and Undertaker. Fuck me, Taz Money. I ain't got it. I can't do it. Cancel Starcast he's no show jones
1: <laughs> there it is no show jones well done uh yeah. well the first one right we you know we talked but it just didn't you know i yeah i'm
0: listen I, know, it. I had to prove to you it was cool and it wasn't like a jack-off deal and now
1: that you know we not just that i just don't want to do anything bro i had the wrestlecon gimmick right down the fucking road that we offered me it was a great deal and i'm like no thank you no thank you and
0: it's like right it's and you know, by the way, he emailed me the day the video popped up. You know, who's he? Oh, don't you don't want to say names. It's okay. You know. yeah. And he said, Hey, congratulations on getting tasked to come. I offered him uh to come by for just three hours after work, blah blah blah, and now he's getting on a fucking plane for you. <laughs>
1: God damn, it's stiff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's I'm I'm strange with that kind of shit. I know. Well, who doesn't like Sin City? It's Las
0: Vegas. It, it is. I mean, you yeah. know what? And, and part of the attract. I'll be honest. The reason I think I got Kobashi and nobody else could is Las Vegas
1: yeah well i was joking about that but i understand He's gonna and the cup kibosh- like if you're and by the way nice try with the kibosh like i said trying to upcut me the day after like it didn't but bro i'm still over like rover you know that please well
0: the fans do too because they're, they're buying meet and greets which are available now on sale now at starcast.com if you'd like to meet taz because lord knows unless you're his mailman you're not fucking meeting him like that's it Well, even that
1: cocksucker I don't meet Okay, because I don't even fucking Okay, we don't even let him near the fucking property He puts that shit like under the gate You know, he don't even, no, we don't even let that fuck He's a weirdo too, that's a whole nother story Uh, But anyway, that fucking guy, I'm going to stretch him uh, And I'm taller than him too How about that? (laughs) I'm on a run Uh, here He kicks all around Mafia kicks for everybody, brother. Yeah. Well, look, it's just great. Everything's fucking great. Uh, you've been great, bro. And uh, why do you tell people where they can? They know where to get your shit. I mean, you're podcasting all over the place. I am. But you want to plug anything or not?
0: Yeah, yeah. Come to Starcast. If you can't come to Starcast, you can't make it to Las Vegas, like Taz is. Join us on Fight Starcast Watch all for just fifty nine dollars.
1: Right. Wow. We faded the music so you can continue to plug properly uh how much is that again
0: 59 bucks for more than two dozen shows nearly 40 hours of content and it's in live and on demand and glorious hd can't beat it wow
1: that is a hell of a deal brother that's a shoot as they say as these wrestlers call it they call it a shoot conrad i thank you my man
0: hey man thank you this was super cool I, I didn't think this day would ever come but you were one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid one of the reasons i was such an ECW fan and the idea that we got to get on here and chop it up and have a few laughs is fun, And I'm glad I at least got to talk to you before you kick the shit out of me and clipped <laughs> me out and embarrass me in front of my whole family. <laughs> that was funny shit right there.
1: All right, brother. All right. Uh, listen, I appreciate everybody uh, checking out the Taz show. Conrad is the man. Conrad, we love you. Appreciate you. Uh, all right, guys, look, I'm Taz. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon.